Mission Mindset Adventure is a three-day, high-energy, immersive experience designed specifically to help growth-minded leaders break through their limiting self-beliefs by embracing the uncomfortable. In prior events, we've climbed two 14,000-foot mountains in the Colorado Rockies. We've also hiked 20 grueling miles through the Grand Canyon in under 10 hours. This time, we're going to be trekking down a treacherous part of the Appalachian Trail all night in complete darkness. Why, you might ask? Because it has been proven over and over again that when you step way outside your comfort zone and push yourself way past your limits and face your fears head on, you awaken a giant within. This is the event that leaders come to to find their purpose. Warning, this event is for physically fit leaders who want more out of life and learn best by being emotionally and physically challenged. So be prepared to go deep and learn that you are capable of so much more in life than you ever thought you were. Interested? What are you waiting for? Join us. For more information on this life-changing event, visit our website, missionmindsetadventure.com. Again, that's missionmindsetadventure.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of having twins on the podcast. These guys are badasses in Dallas, Texas that are out helping change the fitness world and not just... uh, the fitness world in general, but they get into such great detail about uh, mindset and limiting beliefs and and raising your standards and, and playing on the offense, not defensive in business. So we talk really deep about that and we get into how they have helped uh, tons and tons of people around the country, you know, get that better level of life and to build that business of their dreams the way they've always uh, wanted to, but felt themselves having these limiting beliefs that held them back and it didn't allow them to grow forward. So if you're out there in business and you find yourself hitting walls left and right, and some of those walls might be inside of your head, this is the episode for you. Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, Let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. And today we have two guests on. The world knows these two as the dynamic duo, and they operate a world-class online fitness and lifestyle company by the name of Dynamic Duo Training. Chris and Eric are also business coaches that own the Dynamic Fit Pros, where they help fitness enthusiasts build and grow their online coaching businesses, along with being number one international bestsellers, authors, and speakers. So without any further ado, Chris and Eric Martinez, welcome to the show. Joshua, thanks so much for having us. I really appreciate it. I got to ask you, is this your first time interviewing a set of twins? It is actually the first time. I've had single twin (laughs) on, but not two of them. So this is uh, like, uh, I'm I'm seeing double here. <laughs> that's really awesome so right on yeah happy no, to absolutely, be here, guys Thank you. you know it's, i know my when i grew up i work with my brother he's about 18 months younger than me so i can't imagine what it's like working you know side by side as twins so what i'd love for you to do is kind of go back a little bit how you guys you know grew up make it quick you know where you kind of came from and then how you decided to work together to change you know the this world this business world that you're in 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll just, I'll, what I'll do is I'll run the listeners through um, just our, our backstory of everything. And just, I think this will be good for those that are just going through maybe something similar or just some mm-hmm. form of adversity. Um, so when we were 17 years old, um, we lost our father. He was a correctional officer at San Quentin State Prison in California. That's where we we're born and raised. And we grew up in a very, just, you know, very good household, just, you know, all about education and work ethic. That's what our father instilled in us. And Chris and I were active in sports, soccer, and basketball. That's, you know, what our parents had us in and focus on. But yeah, it was three days before Christmas. Um, and we lost our father in a car accident. He fell asleep behind the wheel. And I remember, um, waking up at two in the morning and getting a a knock on the door. And I thought I was just having a nightmare. And I remember, you know, I went to the door and I saw my mom screaming on her knees. And because the, uh, highway patrol officers told him, told her that he fell asleep and he passed away behind the wheel. So, um, right then and there, like our whole life just kind of made a 360. you know, we, I feel like we lost a part of ourselves. We lost a, a big part mm-hmm. of my mom too. And she lost her mother three months later mm-hmm. due to cancer. So it was like a ton of bricks hit our mom and she just lost it. She didn't know how to deal with all the the loss and grief. And she turned to alcohol. She turned to antidepressant pills. So Chris and I barely were just like graduating out of like high school and we were just lost. We were lost kids and, you know, we were missing our leader and and mentor and our our role model and our father. So Chris and I went down a really dark path. We turned to alcohol, you know, went out a lot, a lot, just got into these toxic environments. We got arrested several times and really it wasn't until, you know, going to the gym and just alleviating all that pain and um, agony and aggression just on the, the weight room. So that's what really saved us. And, you know, that's what, turn things around because we got so fascinated by just body compositional changes, nutrition, just everything in that realm of fitness to where we, we hired our first mentor. His name's Dr. Lane Norton. And he took us under his wing and showed us how to build an online business. This was back in like 2010 when Facebook was barely scratching the surface. So we saw where the puck was going. We saw the opportunity of innovation and technology on how you can work with people from all around the world and customize programs and still help them. So yeah, we started our first business, Dynamic Duo Training around 2011, did very well with that and just scaled that business. And then the last four years now, we actually pivoted to B2B coaching um, on our other business called Dynamic Fit Pros, helping coaches build and scale their businesses. So yeah, that's kind of a little backstory on how Chris and I got into it. And, um, you know, being twins, you know, we just were like, you know what, we have strengths and weaknesses and we just kind of feed off each other. That's, that's awesome, dude. I have, I have a buddy that's, that's an identical twin. And I always had a question for him. I'm like, so when you guys grew up, did you ever like try to, you know, flip girls and be like, Hey, you know, I'm going to go out on this one. And then you're going to go out with that one. Did you guys ever try that? We have, we have a couple of stories there, man. Yeah. Was it successful or was it not? If you don't want to go into it. It, it, it was, was successful. <laughs> yeah, it was. But then, but then you know what? We felt yeah, guilty yeah, after. Yeah, yeah for That's sure. Funny. That's funny. <laughs> uh, crazy stuff. Anyway, so guys, you know, listeners are probably wondering why we have, you know, B2B uh, coaches on on the, the show. And what I really wanted to bring, you know, Chris and Erica on for is because they have this, this concept, this winning belief system, right? Uh, because everything starts in the mind, right? If you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. So no matter if you own a business or you're, you're a stay-at-home mom, it doesn't matter. It's all in the mind. So I wanted to dig deeper into their award-winning belief system um, and get deep into that section and get into about raising standards and charging premium for your service, regardless of what industry. And I want to pick their brain on that subject because it it 
it works for everyone. So guys, take us into your winning belief system that you guys have created coming up from where you came from to where you're doing now. Just take us through that. Yeah. I think what we'll do, Eric, Eric, you can hit on the winning belief system. I'll kind of back it up for the listeners to understand like what we talk about with mind growth, right? So if I had to kind of back this up, Josh, like we talk about mind growth, right? That key word of like, you know, mindset, it's thrown out there a lot, right? Um, You know, there's a whole book on that by Carol Dweck, which is really good, but I think it's just watered down too much with mindset. So we actually like the term called mind growth because basically with mindset, it means like your mind is set like in concrete, right? Mm-hmm. And as entrepreneurs, as business owners, mind growth means you're trying to get 1% better every single day and expand your yeah. mindset. So we like that, that coin of mind growth over mindset, but really with like mind growth, like kind of the staples and foundations of this is re- really about, you know, again, having the mental toughness as a business owner, because you could have all of what we call like attract, you know, capture, um, coaching, all these cool, fancy funnels, websites, marketing tactics, lead generation tactics. But if you don't really understand how to control your mind, because mm-hmm. shit is going to get tough in business, I guarantee yep. that, you know, and if you don't have that mental toughness, that grit, that resilience that comes with the mind growth, you're going to get crushed flat out. Yeah. I don't care how good somebody's program is. I don't care how good somebody's promise is. If you don't have that mental toughness, you're going to get crushed. So you have to have your mind right in order for your business to be right. I love that. When you say mental toughness, like what are you referring to? So I'm talking about with that, with like grit, with like resiliency, being relentless in it, right? And just being focused and consistent and disciplined day in and day out in the business. Because too many people think like there's going to be this top of the mountain that they reached in you know, their business and, oh, I made it and all this and that. It doesn't work like that. This is a long game that you have to put in the reps and sets every single day. So that's where that mental toughness comes in and being consistent, being disciplined, being focused every single damn day. No, I couldn't agree with you more, dude. I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I know that discipline is not an easy thing to do, but we know that's what's going to yield the best fruit. So what are some tricks you have to get uh, to help people become disciplined? Because motivation dies quickly. So now it's a matter of, I mean, if the strong why motivation, I get that part, but it's the daily disciplines that pull you through the fire. So what are some of the tricks you have to help people stick to their discipline and stick to their rituals? Yeah, that's a great question. I would say that the first thing like that helps myself is like having the morning routine. I know we've heard this before, you know, like through personal development, but it really is something that works because if you can't take care of yourself first, then you're not going to be able to have that mentality to serve other people. So again, the morning routine doesn't have to be three hours long with like 50 different to do like tasks on there, right? It could be 30 minutes. It could be 60 minutes. Doesn't matter. As long as you sit there and prime your mindset to play offense, you'll, I think you'll have that first win in the morning, right? And that's going to carry over the discipline to be able to go Go on and do the high income, high impact tasks that you do. I also think too, if like you're at a high elite level as an entrepreneur and business owner to have the discipline, you need to take care of yourself physically, you know, because again, like we can be like, oh, like, you know, these, this person has all this money or this size business, but man, if you're not taking care of your, your physical self and you're not getting that ROI of being, you know, fit in your business, then it's like, how are you, how do you have discipline? You know, like, the weight room and even in like the kitchen of having a, a diet teaches you a lot about discipline that carries over into business. No doubt. Yeah. And really, really quick, if I could expand on that too, uh, Josh, uh, what works really well too is this is what we teach in our program to our, our coaches is that no matter what, you can control three things every single day. And that's your thoughts, your attitudes, and your actions. You, you really can. It's also known as your think plus B plus do equals have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the biggest thing too is like, you know, I, I, I tell myself like, what are my controllables that I can control? And then what are my uncontrollables, right? So my controllables are I can wake up in a positive attitude. I could take imperfect action. I can show up no matter what. My business is not about myself. It's about a bigger mission of helping and serving other people, you know, and then uncontrollables, right? That's a recession, politics, the weather, 
people ghosting you, bad clients. I mean, those are all uncontrollable. So if you understand how to balance those out and you know, you're trying to stack those wins every single day and get five out of seven days of your winning, you're going to be in a good position. No, no doubt, dude, no doubt. And, uh, uh, so, so Chris, you mentioned having uh, morning rituals. Do you mind sharing what your morning rituals or, or how you came to them and how they impact you daily? Yeah. So what I do is I wake up at five 30 every morning and then I have to start the day off with like a cup of coffee. Right. And then I'll be on the couch for about 45 minutes. I'll read the Bible first for 15 minutes because I'm in the word and I want to build that relationship with God. Right. The second thing is I'll dig into like a business book or whatever skill set I need to work on. Right. So it could be sales, it could be marketing, it could be business, it could be coaching. And I'll do that for 30 minutes, intentional type of like studying. Right. Then after that, I'll sit there and I'll stretch and then I'll take the dogs for a walk and then I'll be ready to, you know, kind of go to work at 730, like right there on the laptop. I love it, dude. I love it. And it's funny you say that because of um, I have this philosophy, the four Fs, you probably have heard of them, but, you know, it's faith, family, fitness, and finance, right? Those mm -hmm. four. And my philosophy and what I've been doing for years is exactly that. And it's in that order. Faith first. Get up, read scripture, right? Two pages is what I've committed to each morning to open my mind to the word. Next is going to be family. So my kids are getting up, getting their lunches ready, whatever. My wife wants to go for a walk. We do the same thing every morning. We spend time together. Next is fitness. So working out. You know, I have a trainer. We work out. I do all kinds of things. And then from there is finance. That's where you either read a book or you, you know, do shoot a podcast or watch YouTube or you just go to work in the business, working on the financial side of your life, right? So having those four each day, moving those, every one of those, just two millimeters a day, you know, 1%, two millimeters, whatever, like each day, that accumulation adds up, dude. You Absolutely. know it, I know it, right? And for the business owners out there that don't have a morning routine, I highly, highly suggest to listen to us and create one, whatever that means for you. If you want to use that 4F framework, that's great. If you want to create something, as long as you get time to, to be spiritual, time to be with your family, and time to be physical, those things are important pieces to keep you primed every day to win. Exactly. I love that. I love yeah, that. I love that. Awesome. That's good. You guys are awesome. I love that. So uh, take us a little deeper. You said morning rituals and all that, um, you know, and then the disciplines that comes from that. I believe that, you know, in order to build confidence in life, you need to keep the promises that you make to yourself, right? Because if you lie to yourself, oh, and yeah. you keep lying to yourself, the next thing you know, you're going to have, you know, you're not going to believe your own bullshit and then you're not going to show up confident and all that. So if you just keep the promises you make to yourself, um, that's usually the strongest thing. Have you guys found that to be true as well? hundred percent. You know, to me, it's like almost just like, like having your own declarations, you know, and, and it's just, it's just about, you know, honor, you know, just to me, it's like, you have to keep your word. You know, I think that's be impeccable with your word. That's one of the four agreements in that book. So absolutely. It's, it's, it's huge, you know, because like you said, it's like, if you're not keeping your word, then it's just like, what are you really staying true to? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if it means nothing to you, then it means nothing to anybody else. And you wonder why you can't yeah. get somewhere and do all the stuff you want to do. Tell me, you guys, you know, I'm, I'm curious about, you know, starting off with scripture in the morning. Why do you start off with that in the morning? I know I know why I do, but I'm curious why you guys do. For me, it's just honestly, like, again, I'm trying to make God like my number one priority, right? And for me to do that, that has to be starting with scripture, you know? And for me, you know, it's like, I want to get immersed into the Bible and understand like scripture better, you know? So it's like, what better way than for me to actually open the Bible up and actually read the scripture and try to interpret it, right? And try to understand it, right? And that's one thing I asked too, like before I actually read the Bible, I ask God, like, help me kind of interpret this and understand this so that I can advance your kingdom and serve people with the gifts and talents and platforms you've given me, you know? So that. that's one of the reasons why I do it to be a hundred percent honest, Josh. 
Yeah. It couldn't get better than that. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I would say very similar to Chris. And then like, like just this whole past, like three years since moving from California out here to Dallas, it just, uh, we've been renewing our faith so much to where it's like, I'm just completely bought in. You know, I got baptized to where it's like, yeah, you know, I just want to keep going. I want to build that relationship with God. And there's, there's a really, you know, a powerful scripture. You probably know it's, you know, Matthew 6, 33, first, first seek his kingdom and his righteousness and everything will be given to you. So for me, if I start off my day, you know, dedicating it to the word and getting closer to God, um, you know, what better than to, you know, he's going to set me off and take me in the right direction and play spiritual offense. You know what I mean? hundred percent, dude, hundred percent. And you know, there's something I've learned along my journey that I think would help the listeners is, you know, for so long in business, they keep thinking about how can I win? How can I win? How can I win? What strategy do I need? Who do I need to, to mentor from? Who, who, what books do I need to read? So I can win, I can win, right? It's always so self-focused. And when you start giving it all up to him and you're like, you know, I'm just a messenger here, right? I'm going to take the gifts that you yeah. implanted from the beginning, right? I'm going to share them with as many people as I possibly can and give it all to you. The game changes. You guys yeah. Oh yeah, true? it really does. And I'm just curious too, Josh, like you said, you committed to two pages, right? So I'm just like, like, well, how, how come that's important to you? It is to me because I want to continue to grow my spiritual growth, right? And I know that if I, if I don't, if I don't make that part of my four Fs and my rituals that, you know, I can, I can move off and kind of forget about things. So my point is each day to grow a little bit in all four of those, that's my way of doing it. And if I said, look, I'm going to read a chapter every single day, you know what I mean? It becomes a daunting task where it's just two pages, right? Anybody can commit to that. I read a book one time, it's called Micro Habits, I believe it was called. And it talked about if you wanted to do uh, push-ups, for instance, instead of saying, I'm going to do 25 push-ups a day for the next 10 years and then fall off after the third day, you say, I'm going to do one push-up a day, right? I'm going to run a half a mile a day. I'm going to do one pull-up a day. That's all you're committing to. The hardest part is starting. And once you're on the ground, you're like, one, I can do two today. Pretty soon it's four. Pretty soon it's 10. That half mile turns into a mile. I feel like I can do that. And pretty soon you start proving to yourself that you shoot way too low. You talked about raising your standards as being part of what you guys, you know, talk about. And it's so true. What you expect of yourself is what you get. So the more yeah. you expect, right? So, but sometimes it's just the, 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 the need to get that push to start, like putting the shoes on before you run. Hardest part is putting the shoes on, not the run. It's getting to that point. So if you just say, look, I'm not going to sit here. And sit back and say, you know, I'm going to just keep procrastinating and just waiting for this. I'm just going to put the shoes on. I'm going to commit to two pages a day. And I sit down and by the time I'm, I'm like, that was really cool. I get just a little bit each day. And I'm not committing to something that I feel like, oh God, I got 30 minutes of reading. Yeah, like it, That would be too much for me. I would not want to do that. But two pages is acceptable. So you make yeah. your own. Yeah. You can make it one. You can make it one sentence. It doesn't matter. You commit to something. Yeah. I like that. It starts That's momentum. Good. So. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's like, you're, you're just building those like small little wins and it's just building up your confidence, your certainty and courage as well too. hundred percent, dude, especially in a word you can't be to, can't find a better place for that. So yeah. tell me a bit more about the, uh, uh, raising your standards, what that means for you guys and how you help your, your, uh, you know, your different coaches, how you get them to that point to raise their standard. Yeah. When I, when I, when I think about raising your standards to me, it's just like living a life by design and not by default. You know, I think too many people are just walking through and coasting through the motions, you know, and they're living, you know, with fear, uncertainty and doubt. But if we, if we sit there and raise our standards and focus on personal excellence, um, I don't know if you know who Andy Frasilla is, but Mm -hmm. he says, you know, personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion to everything because no matter what, it's like every day you're getting better in all different aspects of life. And it's like, how powerful is that? If you really buy into that, it's like, that's why God put us here is to become better in all areas, become the best versions of ourselves. So 
for us, we're like, okay, these health and fitness coaches, they, they come out of these certification programs, you know, and like, they're very competent in exercise, nutrition, kinesiology, all that stuff. But it's like, they have no business like sense or skills mm -hmm. and they don't know their worth and value. No yeah. one's telling them like, you know, how great you are. Look at the skills that you guys have. Look at the impact and transformations and identity shifts that you guys make in people's lives. Like there's no price tag on that. So when I tell my coaches, I'm like, you better raise your prices because your, your God-given talents are so great. You don't even know to where it's like, if you can sell that to a client and paint the picture and the, 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 the vacation to them that, you know, you can change their life. Why can't you sit there and make an amazing living off being a, a personal trainer or a coach? Yeah. I have a question for you guys on that exact yeah. subject. And I know a lot of guys probably don't want to talk about this, but they, they struggle with it. How do you balance making a shit ton of money with faith? Like, shouldn't yeah. you just be giving it away? Like, how do you, how do you balance that conundrum? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a very tough, like it's, it's a very, I, that's a great conversation. But for me, it's like, I, I'm, in, I'm like, I'm in the word. So I know that like, like that's all this is, it's God's money. We're just here to, to just manage it and steward it. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, we, we're big on tithing mm -hmm. um, and just generosity. So for me, I just, I don't, I have a different like lens on money. You know, I know money's great. It buys like freedom, like, but it's a byproduct. And then at the end of the day, and it's just like, it's not even ours. I, it's not mine. So I don't have like an idolization, you know, towards money, but mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, that's an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah. I would say too, Josh, I want to go back to like the, the standards too, because I think like, you know, living a life of higher standards too, it's just living with more urgency. I think that, you know, yeah. even business owners themselves don't have enough urgency. I think people call themselves business owners or entrepreneurs just because they start a business or they file LLC or they put a couple of Instagram posts up and stuff like that. But they have to live with urgency, man. When you think about it, we're not on this, this, uh, in this life that long. Right. And I don't know if right. tomorrow's guaranteed. I don't of next week or next month is like I saw firsthand my dad pass away in a car accident at the age of 50. That's a he still had a lot, a lot of life left in him. He had probably a lot of stuff he wanted to do. So I have a different pair of lens that I live by now. It doesn't mean everybody has to, right? But I think yeah. if you're a business owner, you have to increase that sense of urgency. Another really good quote that I like that I live by is by Ben Franklin. He says, Most men die at 25. We just don't bury them until they're 70. That goes for men and women. You know, yeah. and I think it's a hundred percent accurate just because everybody thinks they just have all this time, like, oh, I can start it next week. I can do it next year. You know, I can do this and that. And it's like, there's no freaking sense of urgency, man. There's not, but in business you have to, because it's competitive and there's other people out there that are going to be hungrier than you and have more urgency and they're going to pass you up. And that's just the way it is, you know, in business, like it's not fair. It's just, that's just the way it is, you know? Spot on dude. So spot on, you know, I, I my, my faith walk has not been straight you know it's there's been a lot of bumpy ziggy lines in there and all that stuff i was oh yeah you know i was uh atheist for a while or i believed in god but it was i was very lost for a while um and now coming full circle back but in that you know what i realized is the more that i surrender to to him the more i surrender to the bigger picture the more i surrender to yep. giving away my talents that he's given me that the, the more fulfilled my life has been has been absolutely incredible um and and back to that what i asked you eric directly about the um you know about making a lot of money and and mm -hmm. and being spiritual at the same time how do you fix that or how do you live with that right the reality is very simple that you know the more you have the more you can give so sure. if yep. God's given you talents and gifts, the, the more money you have, the more you can, more people you can give them away to, right? Through awareness, through giving, through projects, through anything like that. So 
you know, that that's, that's, I often hear that and people are like, I'm just not worth it. Like if, if I make money, I feel guilty. If I, if I, it doesn't, you know, play to faith because I'm supposed to do this just for the sake of doing it. But if think about it, if you have the capacity to make more money and charge a premium for what you're doing, and you can take that and give back to others with that at a higher level, why yeah. aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think too, just Josh, like it's also selfish as like the business owner too. It's like you, your whole job is to serve this client at the highest level possible. And if like you're sitting there charging low prices, right? How do you actually take that money and reinvest back into like a team or an experience to give them like the highest, like a level that you possibly can with your service, you know? So I think you have to charge high premiums too, because also too, people that pay, pay attention, people that pay more, pay more attention, you know, and you have to really buy into that as a business owner. No, hundred percent. Yep. Totally agree with that. And, you know, it, it's back to what I originally had said in the beginning where I was so focused on, you know, me, 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 like, how do I get better? How do I help? How do I, 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 you know, what I found on my journey here is that when you're focused on self, you have the most suffering. When you yeah. focus oh, on yeah. the service of others and you focus on the mission being, how do I help and serve as many human beings as I possibly can while I'm here? And when God says, look, I need you, buddy. You're like, let's go. I'm going to pull your card. I'm ready to go, brother. I'm ready to go. This, this, yeah. this, this space on earth is our, is our ground to become and to train to be the best warrior in heaven. So with that being yeah. the case, we never know when that card is going to be pulled. So just give her hell every day, right? Give her all yeah. you got. No, I, I love it, Josh. That's great, man. And that's, that's what I think the biggest issue with like, you know, especially newbie uh, business owners is, is just their, their mentality is just, it's very selfish. It's all about me, me, me. And it's just, the mission's not about you. It's about you helping and serving other people. And just yeah. once they understand that, I think it just, it puts them at ease more and it gives them more meaning and purpose. hundred percent, hundred percent. And to think about, I know when I was focused on self and suffering through all that, because I just didn't have enough or I didn't hit the numbers that I wanted for me. Like let's, I'm going to be honest with that. I can, I can try to put it in a box and make it seem like it was for my family or something else, but that's what it truly was for. It was for my own ego. And once I realized that it took me to my knees, I was at a men's event and that realization came up in one of our groups and I was a complete basket case when I realized that I was telling myself a bullshit story about life so that I could feed my ego. When I realized I needed yeah. to take that thing out in the backyard and put a bullet in its head and start focusing on helping people and serving and making that my priority, everything changed. Oh yeah. Everything changed. Well, that's awesome, guys. I really appreciate, you know, you guys coming on and talking like this. Not many times we get a chance to talk as men like this and get to be able to share it with other people as yeah. well. And hopefully it lands in somebody's heart as we move through and helps them on their journey. That's the bigger piece. So, um, so what's next for you guys? What are you working on now? What, what gets you excited in the morning? Yeah, I think right now the biggest thing, man, is like our main focus is a lot of collaborations and partnerships, you know? Um, and right now we actually have a couple of in the works right now with certification companies because we built a lot of like content and a lot of like intellectual property with our training. So it's like, how do we get this to the masses of people, you know, outside of like the programs that we have, right? So that's the biggest thing is like, how do we take this, you know, intellectual property and license it to some of these certification, uh, you know, businesses and organizations to where we can help and serve more health and fitness coaches out, out there because Eric and I can only do so much. There's only two of us, you know, like we're great at what we do. We have a great little small team under us, but it's like, man, in order to reach masses and like, again, do God's work and advance his kingdom, we need help. We need help. And we're not afraid to be like, Hey, like we need help from this organization, that organization. So we can come together and help more people out and create more impact. Yeah, exactly. When you align yourself with groups, as you will align yourself with that, or I've already aligned yourself with to have mission and heart like that and have the kingdom in their focus man, like you move mountains with that because everyone's focused on how, how much can we impact, not how much can we make. That's a, that's a side byproduct of doing a heck of a good job, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you, the better the job you do, 
the more that happens, the more you can give and, and, and to empower. That's, that's the main focus of it. Absolutely. I love that. So you guys are obviously twins working together. How's it been working together, you know, back and forth? I'm sure you guys have a lot of similarities, but then there's going to be a couple of things that you guys are like, wait a minute here. Like, how do we divvy up the roles and responsibilities? And, and like, how, how does that work between your dynamic? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the greatest thing is, right. It's just like every Monday we have a, a very strict meeting just to kind of, you know, set the tone for the week, like what's the highest priority and you know, just really what needs to get done to move the needle forward. So, you know, that's, that's always been really good and helpful for us because then we kind of delegate different things that Chris and I are better at, you know, just individually skill wise. So that's, that's a great way to do it, but it's just, it's, it is tough. We have a, we have our tough moments. We argue a lot. I mean, especially in the past, you'd argue and just go at it, but then it's like, we would get, we would get over it really quick. Yeah. You know, so it's just over dumb things. But, um, I, you know, Chris, Chris is different because he's, he's more like, like type a, just like, like get it done. Let's go. And just like very, very systemized and everything. Um, and me, I'm just a little bit more kind of like free flow, like, like, like it'll get done. Like, like, you know, mm-hmm. no need to like panic, no need to like rush and worry. So, but it's just, it's great. Cause if we balance each other uh, out with that too. I love that, dude. I love it. And it's funny how that works out like that. If you were both exactly the same, it wouldn't work. There would be no polarity, right? (laughs) Exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome, guys. So what are some tips you have for business owners out there that you find, we'll go back to the mindset side of things, that you find struggle, Mm -hmm. like through what we've talked about so far, focus, you know, so far they thought business was really about just trying to make a lot of money and trying to, you know, uh, just try to do the least amount for the most amount of money and focusing on transactions and not transformations and all that kind of stuff. So what kind of ideas you have for around the mindset space if they're going from that and they really like what we're talking about and they want to transfer into this more uh, empowered state where you know you get up every day just ready to serve yeah i would say man just like you know like there's limiting beliefs to something we talk about and i think everybody has them you know they do i just think that people get to different levels to where we understand they're going to come but it's like wildfires right how do we tame them instead of let them get out of control because when they get out of control they mess with your mind and then so many bad things happen within the business so understand just be aware of like your own limiting beliefs right some of the common ones is like fear of getting started fear of failure scarce money mindset comparison syndrome imposter syndrome right there's more but for me myself I, I deal with comparison syndrome. Okay. So it's like, I'm aware of that. So when that happens, I know how to catch myself and remove myself from it. So for me, if I'm going down like Instagram and I see like a competitor and if I, I have some sort of comparison syndrome with that, boom, I'm off of it. I'm going to go do something that's going to get my mind off of it and focus on like what we're doing. And that's it. As opposed to just keep going down that rabbit hole, let it consume you. And then you just completely are frozen. You don't do shit the rest of the day or week, right? Because you let it completely just take over. So I think with limiting beliefs, understand number one, like which one it is that you individually, you know, kind of deal with And number two, what's going to be a good tactic to be able to solve that. Right. And number three, though, is I like, don't let limiting beliefs sit there and paralyze you too, because I've heard a lot of people where it's like, they use it as a crutch too. They're like, man, well, I deal with all these limiting beliefs. And it's like, okay, at some point you got to deal with them and stop complaining about it. And then also work on your business as well too, because you can't sit there and just keep using it as a crutch of why you're not getting shit done. You know? Yeah. And just something I want to add to with that is, um, I, I talked about this on Monday to our coaches every Monday we do, it's, it's called a get your mind growth, right. Mondays. Cause we want them to have their, their mindsets, right. To go attack and play offense, not defense in their businesses. And I was talking about the importance of 
negative Mm self-talk, the way you talk to yourself. And again, this goes back to shifting your belief system and the way you think. So some good little tactics for the audience, you know, if you're saying like, you know, I can't do something, it's like, no, switch that around and say, I can. So acquire an, I can do mentality instead of an, I can't, instead of an impossible mindset, think possible. Everything's possible. Instead of like, you know, thinking I have a uh, poverty mindset. No, you have a prosperous mindset. Instead of thinking I have a cost mindset. No, no, no. I have an investment mindset. Instead of a scarce mindset, I have an abundance mindset. So the way you shift that thinking and talk to yourself, it's like, over and over and over again, the compound effect, like you start buying into it and you just start thinking differently. You're like, man, like, yeah, like I got this, like, you know, I can do anything. I am a, I'm, I am a winner. And it's a huge, huge difference. It's also too, like our pastor says that your your, your life follows your mouth. So if you say like, you know, a bunch of negative stuff, if you mm-hmm. say dumb shit all the time like that, man, well, it's going to like, kind of like go that route. Right. So your mentality becomes your reality type of like approach. Right. So it's like, you got to be careful, like what you put out there and what you say. You know, absolutely. Each word is a spell cast. So the question is, what spells are you casting for yourself? We just did a a live event this last, uh, we did a four day event this last week. And one of the participants, he kept saying, that's hard. It must be really hard to do that. It's going to be hard to do that. Right. He's he's starting the conversation with the fact that he's failed or that it's going to be difficult. And I caught Mm -hmm. him a few times. I'm like, dude, hold on a second. I'm like, uh, I'm just here to offer an opportunity to consider this from a different direction. So if you always say it's hard, it's going to be really hard. It's really hard owning a business. It's really hard getting out there working. It's really hard creating teams. It's really hard to make money. Are you empowering the possibility of it happening or are you disempowering yourself? So <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say, all right, just stop for a moment when you're going to say it's hard and say, I haven't figured it out yet. Or I'm yeah. willing to learn or who do I need to get next to so this isn't so hard anymore. You see how there's yeah. a freeing in that, not a a jailing of that concept. And we do it. I'm guilty of this too. I, I came yeah. from a world of no yeah. of no mind growth, right? A farmer from Pennsylvania. And now all of a sudden it's like, holy moly, I see this world of growth. And I'm thinking, so you're telling me that these limiting beliefs that I have, that I'm not enough, that I have fear of failure, that I, I care so much of what other people think, I'm a pleaser, all these things that I thought they were me. I thought, guys, I thought that that's how I was born. I was absolutely have no chance of changing this because this is how my parents were, or this is how my cousin was or whatever it might be, right? Fill in the blank. The point is that once I realized they were just patterns, they were patterns that that were comfortable, like comfortable shoes. And I realized just like a record where you can take it off the turntable and flip it over or put another one on and put the needle back on, we can do that with ourselves. We can yeah. say, look, these are patterns. These are not us. God did not create us broken. He created us very, very full and very full of love. Now we just got to get these patterns that we've learned, recognize them first, and then figure out how to fix them. And the limiting beliefs is one of those patterns. So I'd love to get into for you guys, if you're open to it, get into how do you guys help people find those limiting beliefs? Because they run roughshod. They ran roughshod over me for most of my, my youth, all the way up through my mid-20s and my 30s. And I started to see them for what they were, and it was a game changer. So how do you help people become aware of these? Yeah. And great question. I love everything you said. I agree with Josh. That's great stuff. And what we do is like, um, like when we have like a new coach that comes on, comes into our program, we do a, a, like a 30 to 45 minute kickoff call, just walking them through the entire program, just putting them at ease, really like, you know, mapping out like the best steps for them. But towards the end, we, we do a little bit of like, you know, limiting belief work to where it's like, we have all those five common limiting beliefs. So like Chris mentioned, like fear of getting started, fear of failure, imposter syndrome, comparison syndrome, scarce money mindset. We have it all there and we just ask them like, you know, take, take a couple minutes and just think about two of those that really speak to you that you feel like you're dealing with. And 
from there, we have an honest conversation as to why, you know, just digging deeper. Like, why, why do you feel like that? And then once we have that, you know, just like identified and we're out in the open with it and getting them, getting them vulnerable, it's like, we give them a couple action steps, like to go watch a couple trainings, you know, maybe suggest a couple books, but you know, it is, I think the first step is being aware of it and just, you know, again, just peeling back the layers little by little. It's also too like that mind growth Monday that we do every single week. We're super committed to that. And it's like, we love it too, because it gets us ready for the week too, like selfishly. But it's like, man, if they just like were to buy into that every single Monday to commit to that for 30 minutes and understand like, what are your top three objectives? What are the three roadblocks they could uh, potentially come up? What are the solutions to those three roadblocks? Like they are in that mode to literally win the week and play offense, right? And crush any of those limiting beliefs that come up. I just think a lot of people don't do enough of that type of stuff tactical wise. They just jump into a Monday after the weekend and they just go at work and then things come up and it's like they they, they wonder why they can't sit there and control some of those limiting beliefs that come up that prohibit them from moving the needle forward in their business. Mm-hmm. No, I can definitely see that. And then, you know, everything works great. And uh, think of Mike Tyson, right? Everything is great until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Business, all right. You're going to get punched in the mouth it's all true, the time. Man, it's so true. So are you going to learn how to duck and weave? Are you going to learn how to guard? You're going to learn how to take a hit, right? So that's, that's the secret. How fast can you do that? Right. And I think we talked about this before we hit a play, you know, Tony Robbins says it so best when he, or so good when he says, you know, your level of success is going to be directly correlated to how much uncertainty you can handle at any given moment. And I found that to be absolutely true on my journey because when I was in, younger in business, I've been in business 26 years now. Um, and when I was younger in business, my goal was to make sure that I didn't have problems, right? I wanted to make sure I could avoid them. So I would come up with all kinds of answers and I was a pleaser back then. So I would do anything to make somebody happy. Even if I lost money, it didn't matter, right? As long as I didn't have to have a confrontation or have to deal with any of that stuff, I would do whatever it took. Now the problem is that as you grow and you're going to grow a business, the problems don't get less. The problems yeah. get more and they become bigger, right? And yep. you have to then figure out how you wire your mind around what a problem is. Is a problem something to be avoided or something to embrace? Yeah. We learn the most from our problems. We learn the most from our struggles. So my question was at a certain point, only about five years ago, is how can I get as many problems or struggles I possibly can in a day so I can build this muscle instead of me trying to avoid them, which I did most of my life, how can I now embrace them? Now, I'm not going to go out and, you know, start problems just for the heck of it. But my point is, if I go into the ring and I say, look, I'm afraid I'm going to get it punched. I'm trying to duck and weave and hold and, you know, playing defensive the entire time. What if I jump in there and say, no, this fight is over when I say it's over. And you jump in with a completely different mindset and say, look, problems are the gifts we grow from. Give me as many as you possibly can so I can grow. If I don't have problems, I'm not growing fast enough. Yeah. Do you guys find that to be true? I do, man. And I think just like, that's the problem too, with like people that are in business, even like in today's society, you know, like, you know, you have this instant gratification mindset with people where they're entitled, you know, to like win, or they're entitled to get these business results with like the minimal amount of effort put in. And that's the thing, that's the thing though, is like, they don't want to face problems. Right. And I don't know where they're getting the information from. If it's like some guru on, um, you know, social media, just saying all this BS stuff or whatever it is, but they don't want to face problems. Right. Because it's hard and it's uncomfortable and it's like, they have to navigate through that problem, you know, but it's like you said, Josh, I think you have to have those problems, man, to grow. I mean, what is life without like having problems and figuring out how to get through that, to grow through it and not repeat that same problem again, going forward, you know? Yeah. And I think too, just like, it's just, society has gotten weak. I mean, I'm just going to be very honest. Like everyone's gotten very soft. It's just, it's more of like a victimhood type of like, you know, society and people, yeah. they, 
they, they, they pretty much like idolize that to like, you know, have a victim mentality. And it's just like, man, like you're going to have problems all day long. Like that's part of life. You know, just, just understand that once you understand that there's going to be problem after problem, mountain after mountain that you have to climb. It's like, you, you, you have a sense of just like relief towards like, okay, well, it's like, at least I can anticipate the next problem that's going to come a little bit better than the next one. And, you know, but most people, again, they'll have a problem and it's just like, oh, like why me, poor me. And it's just like, they use it as like a victim mentality. And it's just like, it's just not the way to approach it. No, I couldn't agree more, dude. I could not agree more because as soon as you become the victim, then someone else is in control of your, your destiny. It's that sure. simple, right? And as soon as you realize that you're you know, with God's help, of course, but you're in control of the direction you're moving, right? And you, no one else has that control over you that makes it makes a gigantic difference. That difference. Now, guys, you know, we're all guys here. So it's, we know we aren't always the most emotionally available. Women have this figured out, right? They, they, they talk, <laughs> yap, 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 yap. We're like, oh my God, they're still talking. Like, seriously, how much can they talk? But they know how to heal. They know how to have conversation, deep conversation. They talk about everything. And as guys, we're taught young. I remember as a child, you know, I, was, I can remember very clearly being, you know, as a kid going to a funeral, it's like you look at the other men and you look for cues about how I'm supposed to act, right? How am I supposed to act? And I remember the men were always stoic. They don't cry. They don't show emotion. They're men, right? And I'm sitting there blubbering full, trying to hold it all in, like trying to hold all these, these, these emotions in because I don't want my father or my cousins to look at me and think I'm weak. Right. And what I realized on my journey is that that's the opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. Right. As men, we need to have space in order to talk about things. And I'm not talking about some some way to make everything softer and all that. I'm talking about men need to talk about stuff. You know, yeah. the level, the rates of, of, of suicidal thoughts and tendencies in America is ridiculous. It's because we don't speak and it's mostly in the male population. It's like we don't speak about things. There's so many burdens and so many weights that are on the shoulders of men that they will never bring out and and we see them at our events when we talk to people we talk to these men you know and we just open up conversation and they feel a safe space to open up and it's like i've ne- i've served so many times i've never said that before and from another human being and i'm like yeah. dude, you're like 45 or 50 years old and you never talked about that and they said i've never had a space that i felt like i could yeah. and it's 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 not about that it's about having a safe space that people can actually open up and talk like that and let the demons out so yeah. when you guys are talking and coaching with people, do you find it harder to get men to open up in this environment? You know, when it comes to the mindset and all that and to be open to these things? And if so, how do you help leverage them? Because I know even if they never come to an event of either one of ours or whatever they're doing, if they just understand some of these key tools and going and talking to somebody and confiding in somebody and being fucking brutally honest, you know, it's, it is like you've just opened the door, the door to the jail cell and you can let your soul free. Things that I held in my life throughout, you know, things that I wouldn't talk to anybody about. I finally had the guts eventually, the courage to start to talk to people about different vices and things like that, that I kept near and dear to my heart that I thought were me. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? No, I don't need alcohol to be good. I don't need anything else to be good. I can be good just as I am. Okay. Well, first of all, I need to, to focus on what is driving that, that deeper um, not necessarily, it could be fear. Yeah. It could be fear. It could be anything. Some limiting belief that I think that I'm trying to cover with those things, you know, different uh, vices. So now it's a matter of how do you guys get into men and help them discover what's truly in there? Cause when they do, it's, it's a game changer. It changes everything, how they show up to their family, how they show up to life, how they show up to everything, their business. How do you guys do it? I would say like, I don't have like the, the actual like experience or privilege of working directly like with men, like a men's group. But it's like, I would say though, like looking back at the experience of like working with our health and fitness coaches, the ones that are men, they do tend to, you know, close up more and they don't, 
open up as much. And I think yeah. it just comes from like the nature of being um, a personal trainer, health and fitness coach, right. And putting your body first and being very competitive. Right. So then it carries over to business as well too, to where then they don't really have that, that way or that skill set to like open up, you know, as a man and be able to be more vulnerable and be a little bit more emotional and stuff like that. Right. Which again, I don't, I don't ever want somebody to, to be super emotional either in business, because when you're too emotional, that leads to bad decisions in your business and irrational decisions. You know what I mean? But I don't think you have to be on the opposite side of the spectrum too, where you're like, man, I'm so stoic and nothing's going to like break me down or something like that. Because come on, that's bullshit. Like life's going to hit you and it, it, you know, you're going to break down at some point. You really are, you know? So I think if there's somehow you could balance it in some way, and I hate to say that word balance, I just can't think of anything else. There's got to be something in the middle though, because there's a gray area there. There's not just black and white with that. Yeah. But that also we, we, we do emphasize and tell like, like the males to go seek fellowship and community because, you know, let's be real, yes, like community trying. heals and isolation kills. Like, and it, I believe it says that somewhere in the Bible too, where it's like, you're not supposed to be doing life and doing all this by yourself. You're supposed to be doing it within fellowship and community. So like, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know the answer why people are so resistant to it. Maybe it's just, uh, just stubbornness, ego, pride. But, you know, for us, like we have a great community here, like at our church to where it's like they do every Saturday. It's a men's group. It's called Mighty Men to where it's like 300 plus like godly driven men from all walks of life, just trying to get better, you know? And it's just, it's a beautiful yeah. thing because you're just, you have to lead yourself before you lead your family. So, um, if, if, if people can just get in contact with like a community or just a, a group like that, I mean, I would say just go try it out and put yourself out there and just, just roll the dice. I mean, what's the, what's the, what's the most you can lose by doing that? Yeah, there's no downside. It's only upside. And you know, if, if you're not spiritual, you're not into church, yeah. it's fine. You can go and find a fellowship in a mastermind, yeah. maybe. Um, maybe it's uh, some kind of sporting group, some, something that you can be. Cause I know for me, one of my biggest struggles when I was younger is I felt like an yeah. island. I felt like I was, I was all on my own. I had the whole weight of the world on my shoulders and I felt like I had to figure it out on my own. And I couldn't ask for help because that was weak. Mm -hmm. And by asking for help, it made me, you know, vulnerable to others thinking I didn't know what I was doing. And, and oh my goodness, if they knew how much I didn't know and how much of an imposter I felt like at times, it would, it would blow their mind. Right. And so I wanted to keep that inside of me. So nobody else knew it. Although the funny part is that most guys were dealing with the same thing, but we just yeah, don't want to yeah. talk about it. Now, imagine if we just talked about it and realized we're all imposters in the beginning when we first start. When you suck at something new, which is what I recommend everybody does as often as possible, so you stay yeah. humble, right? Come out and do something brand new, be a kindergartner or something brand new. Again, I do this all the time in order to say, you know what? I have so much to learn and I love it. And thank <laughs> you. And just be grateful for the fact you have the ability to learn and the privilege to keep growing and helping and serving and and empowering others. So it's been, it's been a fun journey, yeah. but it's, it's everything but certain, but there's a certain sure. of faith. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Guys. I can talk <laughs> like this all day with you guys. You guys are awesome. I really could. <laughs> it's amazing. So guys, how can people find you? Um, you know, who are you looking for? That kind of thing. Let's, let's get to that point And then yeah, we'll they could find these humongous caterpillar eyebrows on, uh, I would say first thing, uh, Instagram. <laughs> so just come follow us. Four of them, no less. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> yeah. So uh, Instagram's a good place, uh, at Chris and Eric Martinez. And then, um, yeah, we have a podcast too, over 500 episodes. It's called uh, the Dynamic Lifestyle Podcast. So we're very active with that and consistent there. Um, and then, um, yeah, just check out our website. If you're a health and fitness coach looking to build and scale your online business or just do a you know a hybrid of both in-person and online, then go to our website, dynamicfitpros.com. And there's some free value there and a great... Um, Great video, just like a free value. So I think those are the three places.
Cool. Chris, that's really it, man. He that? stole the thunder. Yeah, I just want to say though, thanks, Josh, for like it. having us on here. I really appreciate it, man. This was a great conversation um, about all these different talks with mind growth, with God, with just business, everything like that. So I appreciate you, man, and the work you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you guys too, for sure. I have one question for you before we leave. So what do you think the number one thing is that holds people back from reaching their true potential? I'll go first because Eric's a minute older. So I just think if I, if I go back, <laughs> if I go back to what I said, Josh, it's just, it's the lack of urgency. You know, I'm huge on that. You know, I just think that tomorrow's not guaranteed. And I think that, you know, people just put their dreams and goals off way too long and just think that tomorrow's guaranteed the next year's guaranteed, or they have all the time and stuff like that. And we're just on this life for just a short amount of time, man. And tomorrow's not given. So it's like maximize every single damn day as much as you possibly can and get out there and do what you need to do as far as your goals and dreams. And don't let anybody tell you elsewise. I got to try to top that. Um, I guess uh, I would say just... I was going to say mic drop right there, <laughs> but <boom>. go ahead. <laughs> um, I would say for me, it's just people not understanding that they are their own greatest investments. And you know, you have to sit there and invest, your, invest in yourself. And it kind of goes hand in hand with the, with the lack of urgency towards like, if you could sit there and you know, buy speed and accelerate the learning curve by hiring mentors and coaches and, you know, masterminds get in front of communities. I think that that's going to be the biggest game changer for you as an entrepreneur and a person. Um, and just, you'll, you'll understand more why you're such a great investment and just how you have to keep stacking those skills and how you keep monetizing those and serving other people. I love it guys. Those two are very solid, solid, uh, concepts for sure. And to your point, Eric, you know, when you can compress decades into days with a couple yep. of bucks, exactly, I mean, why the exactly. heck wouldn't you do it? Mentors are the secret. They have been the secret sauce to my success. And it's it's finding somebody that's doing something that you want to do in the level you want to do it, paying them and sucking their yep. brain dry, right? Just try to get as much as you can. And it's a beautiful relationship. And funny enough, one of the the common retorts I get from people when I tell them that they're like, but but what if they don't want to to uh, to mentor me? What if what if yeah. they're too busy? And I'll tell you right now, anybody that's worth their salt that really sees something in you because you're aggressive and got grit and you really run and learn for the right reasons, they oh, will yeah. make time. I believe that. It's incredible. It's incredible how fast that happens. And you're like, wait a minute here. They actually have time for me? Well, yeah, because they see a little version yeah, of them exactly. when they were younger. And they're like, what if somebody like, what if somebody like me was there for me when I was younger? This is the give back. Truly good men and women see that and they will abide by that. So don't be afraid to ask somebody that you yeah. truly respect. And you've got to remember to bring value to the table. It's not just the take. It's what can I do to help exactly. this person so that they can help yeah, me. And, that's it's a good win. and that'll get you in the door to most conversations. Yeah, that's good. So guys, I, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for doing what you do. I love your focus. I love your mission. I love your, your purposefulness and what you do and your intentionality. So uh, guys, if you're out there listening and, and you want to get, if you're in the, um, into the coaching space and you want to get into with these guys, you know how to do it. If you just wanted to listen through and see how these guys are out there killing it, staying focused and true, um, you just heard how it's done. So reach out to me if you have any questions, follow them on Instagram, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, guys. Thank you.